Well, in Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review, for the week ending August 15th, USDA released their August crop information this past week, as we first have the cotton numbers from Angie Considine with USDA's National Ag Statistics Service. Area planted to upland cotton is estimated at 11.2 million acres, unchanged from June, but up 10% from last year. Harvested area is expected to total 10.1 million acres, up 37% from 2013. Pima cotton planted area is estimated at 178,000 acres, unchanged from June, but down 11% from last year. Expected harvested area at 175,900 is down 12% from the previous year. As of August 3rd, 53% of the cotton acreage was rated in good to excellent condition compared with 45% at this time last year. 68% of the crop had set bowls by August 3rd, 17 percentage points ahead of last year, and 2 percentage points ahead of the five-year average. Cool, wet conditions in the spring slowed crop progress. However, most areas were able to catch up during the summer months. Cotton production in Georgia is forecast at 2.9 million bales up 25% from last year. In Alabama, production is forecast at 695,000 bales, up 18% from 2013. Florida production is expected to total 220,000 bales, up 26% above last year. In summary, all cotton production in the United States is forecast at 17.5 million bales in 2014, up 36% from last year. This is Angie Considine with the USDA National Agriculture Statistics Service. And with the peanut numbers, here's Tyron Spearman. The peanut crop estimated at 2,537,000 tons. That is up 22% from last year. The area harvested 1.28 million acres, unchanged from June, but 23% higher in, in acreage from last year. Based on the conditions, the average yield for the U.S. is forecast at 3,964 pounds per acre, up 42 pounds from last year. Alabama expected to average 3,400 pounds from their 3,550 of last year. Florida, 3,900 pounds, about the same as last year. And Georgia, 4,250 pounds per acre. That is down about 200 pounds from last year. Thanks, Tyron. And now with a look at corn and soybeans, here's Gary Crawford. Record yields, record production. That's the new Agriculture Department forecast for corn and soybeans. It's the first forecast based on actual farmer and field surveys, which show for corn, a crop just a bit above 14 billion bushels, 1% above last year, with a record yield, 167.4 bushels an acre, somewhat less, though, than some private analysts had expected. USDA analysts dropping their average price forecast by a dime to an even $4 a bushel. Soybeans, an expected record yield, almost 45.5 bushels an acre, for a total crop of a record 3.8 billion bushels, 16% above last season. USDA chopping 15 cents off the previous price forecast now at 10.35 a bushel. University of Illinois economist Scott Irwin says for corn growers, we are well into the loss area, particularly for anyone that has bid relatively high prices for cash rent. And that's another factor. Will these lower crop prices bring cash rent rates down as they're being renegotiated later this year? There will certainly be downward pressure, but I think it will probably be surprisingly modest. I think it will probably take a two or three year run with prices of corn in the three dollar three fifty range or so before you would really see substantial downward pressure on rent. Herman thinks meanwhile corn prices are about as low as they're going to go for a while. Particularly with the positive fundamental 
situation in terms of the use side of the balance sheet. In Washington, Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Also this week, Cindy Zimmerman had a story about more rural residents receiving food aid than those in urban areas. The Center for Rural Affairs recently released a study showing who receives benefits from SNAP, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. More rural households receive SNAP benefits or food stamp benefits than more urban areas, which was, I think, kind of a surprise. I think uh, it's probably conventional wisdom and maybe a bit of a stereotype that more urban areas are going to have more people, more households that uh, receive food stamps. Center Director of Rural Public Policy John Bailey says the percentage of rural SNAP residents has grown over the last few years. About one in nine rural households receives food stamp benefits, which is higher than urban areas. And it's especially higher among households that have seniors, people over 60, at least one member of the household over 60, and then children in the household. Bailey believes that it's good both the House and Senate Agriculture Committees have oversight over SNAP, and he hopes that members will take a look at this study as they consider funding for food assistance programs in the future. It's important for rural people, and as we talk about funding the SNAP program, I think it's going to be important to policymakers to realize how important it is to rural communities. Food stamps and other food and nutrition programs make up about 80% of allocated funds in the 2014 Farm Bill. I'm Cindy Zimmerman, Southeast Agnet. And to wrap up this week's podcast, Everett Griner had a commentary about reestablishing the textile industry here in the U.S. I mentioned recently about how the American economy could rebound if it were practical to reestablish the textile industry. Well, it's happening in some places. Somebody found out that we can manufacture and sell cotton yarn cheaper than the Chinese. Why export our cotton to other countries when it can generate jobs for Americans? Close to half a million jobs were lost as the textile industry began shutting down. Well, six states are slowly reopening closed mills or modernizing some that were still operating. This could regenerate 200,000 to a half million jobs. It would also broaden the market for America's cotton farmers. Best of all, those regenerated jobs will pay better. Thanks, Everett. Even more reports from this past week can be found on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.